0: Dr. Otto Janky, and I want to thank you for being with us on the Empire Longevity Podcast. I'm a guy, and being so, I am known to stain my dress clothes, my pants, my shirt. It is an inevitable process, let me tell you that. I have, um, <laughs> I can get a nice, nice pair and have that one little dot there, something somewhere, and it just, then it's just so difficult to get out you're like, oh man now I gotta get a new shirt or a new pair of slacks or something and it's it's kind of incredible. I have a gift for that. It's not a good gift by any means but by, by any means but I do have a gift for that. So much so that over the last number of years I have been quite uh, and my wife also quite happy to see the number of stain resistant clothing for men out on the market seems like there's a lot more stain resistant clothes for men than there are women. Don't know why that is, but I think that's absolutely true. So we look at this and and I I think about the the small miracle that it is that we can then have clothes that are that easily stain resistant. And some of these stains might be uh, oil-based, which they typically are, and the ease in which they now come out of clothes. So you start thinking, well, is it, what have they done to the clothes to change that? And the other day I bought a, uh, uh, my assistant Darlene and I were at a business showcase. And I had bought new jackets for us to get, uh, put a monogram on it, you know, make a nice little tag on there to make it look sharp. And these, these jackets are just incredibly water repellent, or is it repellent resistant? Anyway, but so they don't get wet. And you're like, "Holy dear lord, this is again some of the greatest stuff ever. That now these clothes that we have repel water just it is better than being a duck. Absolutely be, better than being a duck. How well these things work." And I was just I wore one of the, one of my new jackets out uh in literally during a big rain. I had to do some work outside and I found another one of my jackets, which were just extremely water repellent. And I was amazed at just how well they do this and thinking, man, you know, the synthetics that that are used now or the clothing that's used, the fibers are used are just absolutely incredible. And you think, man, we've come a long ways until you started asking, well, how did these clothes get so water repellent? How did these clothes get so stain resistant?
1: And then some stuff we just don't want to know.
0: And some stuff I wish I didn't read about as much as I do. So I'm going to introduce you to a couple of different words today. And one is per floral alkyl, big words, PER, alkyl and polyfluoroalkyl substances, commonly called PFAs, PFAs. And there's no federal limits have been set on the concentrations of these chemicals in water as they have uh, as they have been for other plumes such as benzene. And I'm gonna bring this up to you because of this. This is from, uh, I believe Scientific America, um, Magazine. The Biden administration is to help prevent per floral and poor floral substances from being released into the air, drinking water systems and food supply. A roadmap launched by the EPA outlines a series of actions over the next years, including steps to hold polluters accountable and address the impacts on disadvantaged communities. It seems that the same stuff that's going into Make Our Clothes... Better for us, easier to use, and more manageable, easily gets into the environment. For too long, families across America, especially those in underserved communities, have suffered from PFAs in their water, the air, and in the land and their children play on. This comprehensive national PFA strategy will deliver protection to help people who are hurting by advancing bold and concrete actions that address the full life cycle of these chemicals. The staggering things about these is that these chemicals may take hundreds or even thousands of years to break down in the environment. Hundreds, if not thousands of years to break down the government. They can also persist in the human body, potentially causing health problems. Some of the health problems that they are linked to, asthmas, a range of cancers, and
1: not only immune suppression, but an altering of of sexual function.
0: Of the more than 9,000 PFAs, PFA compounds, 600 are currently used in the U.S. in countless products, including firefighting foam, cookware. So you start looking at this, and if you look look at one of our last interviews I had with Dr. Beth Weston, who introduced me into... And educated me on educated me on the cycles, uh, the menstrual cycles of women. You start going, dear lord, I had no idea about this. I thought I was a, I thought I was an educated man. Find out, <laughs> I stand corrected. <laughs> and I asked her, how are how is it that a woman's cycle can be interrupted or uh, misaligned, or you know, how can you disrupt it? And she said, well, you start looking at some of the chemicals that are around women. And if you look at cookware, if you can burn milk and cheese on something and then just slides right off, it's a really good chance that whatever that's, that chemical is on there that's preventing that from sticking is a hormone disruptor. It may be a PFA. It may be the same stuff we're talking about right now. I bring this all up and I'm going come back to these articles in just a moment. I bring this all up because as we talk to you in empire longevity about your next best decades. Those next best decades, if we want, if we want you to be around for them, we have to decrease the amount of toxins we come in contact with. We have to. Or we end up dying at astronomical numbers with just, well, they died with, you know, they have a severe amount of cancers. And we see this happen in America on a regular basis. So not only do we have to talk to you about the four aspects, what well, I, I well, we consider to be the, the pyramid of health in empire longevity, be the mental emotional aspects, be the rocket fuel, be it the motion, be it the, the optimized nervous system, but in the sphere, in the sphere of longevity, we need to talk about the, the level of toxicities we come in contact with understand the level of toxicities we have now are astronomical levels that have never been seen before in not only American, but human, human time. And the ease in which these chemicals are then just are accessed by us. And they are in our groundwater. They are in our, our ground, in in the air. And the EPA and some of these companies, especially DuPont, which produced a bunch of these Didn't tell the EPA. And they got fined, you know, they got fined millions of dollars for this.
1: Of the more than 9,000
0: PFA compounds, 600 are currently used in the U.S. in countless products, including firefighting foam, cookware, cosmetics. One of the the, uh, sheets that we posted upon in the Empire Longevity Insider's Facebook page, we looked at some of the chemicals that women use as products on a daily basis. Understand women use just an astronomically large amount more products than men do. And their, uh, their opportunity for toxicity, therefore, is greatly enhanced. If the body is on a regular basis, on a regular basis, pushed and pushed with toxins, The body can only only handle so much for so long. And even if it's a tiny amount, even so we talk about the titration of toxicities. The titration of toxicities, this was given to me by my good friend, Dr. Eric Plasker. The titration of toxicities is that if I have a seemingly odorless, colorless, tasteless liquid, A, and an odorless, colorless, tasteless liquid, B, and i take b and i put drop by drop into a and and i put one two 20 30 50 60, 70, 80 drops of a of a b into a and it still looks colorless odorless tasteless it, you don't see it. there's no you can't even look at shake it up yeah, there's, there's nothing in there until maybe we get to 90 91 then you start to see well that's it doesn't just looks like not the same. And then 92, it starts to get maybe a little hazy. 93, maybe a little more Then 90. 95, boom, the whole thing turns blue. Boom, a dark boom, blue. You go, oh, see, now it's toxic. Well, the stuff was toxic. Putting that drop by drop from B into A, it was toxic from, from drop one, from drop one on. It was colorless, odorless, tasteless. But from drop one on, it was toxic. How many more toxins can we, you and me, as we progress in these decades forward, how many more toxins
1: can we possibly handle?
0: And this stuff is everywhere. I mean, I look at this and they talk about how, how um, uh, from yoga pants to, to workout clothes, all through this stuff, all through this stuff. Uh, carpet treatments, and I, I look at the carpet treatments that that my dogs we've had, we had stain, we had all the stain repelling carpets for years because we have greyhounds, and the greyhounds are just dramatically known for sl- for sleeping on the ground where their head off the bed and their nose is right into the carpet, and we thinking that for years we were doing a great thing, my wife and I were doing a great thing by having anti stain carpets for the dogs, knowing that dogs make messes sooner or later. Uh, be it that they go outside and run around in the mud and they come back in, it was so much easier to clean up. Were we inducing cancers into them?
1: I'd hate to think that.
0: But if we're inducing the cancers into them, are we also inducing cancers into our kids? By these stain-resistant carpets. So what do we do? We go into much cheaper, cheaper carpets, and we replace them much, much more. Quite frankly, the PFAs, the scientists are calling these forever chemicals, forever chemicals. And you can look this up on the internet, look it up in many different places. The term is forever chemicals. Why are they? Because they don't break down for hundreds, if not thousands of years. There is a new technology, which they're now looking at recently, which they can break this stuff down but it's super expensive to do and hasn't been used on any large scale whatsoever say say for instance like an aquifer there's an aquifer right over here my community in upstate new york is a sole source aquifer meaning we get our water from that one source right it's underneath me right now it's it was at one time pristine waters until we had uh, manufacturing companies around us which then Either poured the stuff right in or used it and it leached from the ground into the aquifer. Luckily, the stuff is heavier than the water and has settled down to the very bottom, or it's assumed. Uh, one of the unique properties of these PFAs is that the, the carbon fluoride bond, which is incredibly strong. Because of their widespread use, release, and disposal over the decades, PFAs show up virtually everywhere in soil, surface, water, the atmosphere, the deep ocean, and even in the human body. Now we're starting the tricky stuff, aren't we? Now we're starting the tricky stuff. Indicating that widespread exposure to these in the U.S. population, scientists have found links between a number of the chemicals and, the health, and many health concerns. Get this, please. Including kidney and testicular cancer, thyroid disease. Thyroid disease is all over the place. Liver damage, developmental toxicity, ulcerative colitis, high cholesterol, pregnancy-induced preeclampsia and hypertension, and immune dysfunction. How many more we need to go on with this? And the incredible part of this is that this shit is everywhere. It's everywhere. And it's probably seen at in in industry as seen being seen as a incredible benefit. Look at what we're gonna do. We're gonna take guys like Dr. Janky and we're gonna, a guy who stains his clothes on a regular basis from the food he is eating to the products I use around my house or, and or my office and boom, you got one little, like that one little dot right there, one little dot. You're like, oh man, I got it. Incredible parts about it is that, um, industrial sites might release the compounds in the in, into the air and water. Uh, and then they can leach from disposal sites, which is even scarier. The federal government does not require testing of water for PFAs, and estimated that more than 200 million people, two thirds of Americans, the majority of Americans have tap water contaminated with a mixture of PFOAs and two two types of the PFAs. At At an astronomically tiny amount of one part per trillion.
1: One part per trillion. Measuring that is just
0: one part per trillion is is literally nothing, but it's everything. Because once again, if you only get that much in you, how many drops do we have to put in? Remember, the titration of toxicity is how many drops do we have to put in before boom, all of a sudden blue, it turns blue. How long before it shows up in you and turns your health? you
1: show up with something, something.
0: And then we start looking at this and saying, my dear Lord, we are in we, we have bigger troubles. Of course, the uh, research looked out for this has risen the PFAS have risen over the p- few decades. You can try to remove this stuff. but Once again, to do it is not easy. Yes, you have to, you have to Take this stuff and heat it up in astronomically high amounts, uh, temperature, high, high temperatures and under high pressures. Uh, and you can't just boil it out. They do look at um, reverse osmosis, uh, possibly for your house, being able to, to take care of this. A little more research needs to be done. The easiest thing we do is for industry to stop using stuff. Easiest thing would be for industry to stop using this stuff. And to be blatant and to be open about the effects it has on humans. There's a there's a website also called EWG. I recommend you look at that EWG, and you can look at the toxicities of your own drinking water. Found out our our drinking water has fourteen contaminants in it, which are at levels which uh, could be hazardous to us, could be deadly to us. We have good drinking water. We're in upstate New York, and our drinking water is some of the best in the in the country. But you look at it and go like, well, it's not pristine. None of this stuff is pristine anymore. And again, we, we look at this as as it's one of those things that we look in the sphere of the sphere of longevity. And what are these all these things we need to look at? We aren't going to get out of this scot free by any means. We aren't gonna get out of this scot-free. It's it's your job and my job. And I've I've spoken with women on this because, again, the toxicity levels of women have greater potential because of the number of products they use. Be it the shampoos, the eyeshadows, the foundation, lipstick, perfume, body lotions, hairsprays, blush, deodorant, nail polish, and even the tanning products. The opportunity for women to be be much more toxic than men is, is astronomically higher. And speaking with them, it is adamant that women, all people, all people, all humans, all Americans, especially because we are much more toxic, to become, you have to become a massive detective and advocate for your own health, for your own longevity. It's absolutely, it's mandatory now that you become a great advocate and detective about your own health and longevity. In that you have to look at the toxicity of the chemicals that you're using in the products. Those products might be great products and they might make you look great. I'm all for that, but not at the sake of your own health. Not for the sake of your own health. I bring this up because it's yet another one of those things that we need to look at at a regular basis. This is gonna be our first one of, of, a number and many more years worth of toxicity talks. Not just toxic talks, but talks about toxicities and the stuff that's all around us. You can go through and find out. And I would recommend you go to EWG, uh, their website, and you'll see some of the products. They, They rank products that are much more hazardous for you and ones that are less. We're almost at a time now where we have to look at the the toxic levels of products that we use it's not even if they none versus all in toxicity that they're not toxic whatsoever is you look at almost now it's is we have to decrease the load the toxic load that we each come, and come in contact with it's kind of scary in that it's kind of scary in that i bring this up because we need to start becoming once again better detectives and better advocates for our own health let's be realistic We also need to look out for the generations behind us. We need to look out for the generations behind us. If we know this stuff is toxic, then we need to make sure that the planet is around so that other people, our kids, grandkids, and great-grandchildren, and the generations to come after that, have an opportunity to enjoy this earth and themselves and us all for even many, many more years. I think that's one of our biggest jobs. I'm Dr. Otto Jenkins, and I want to thank you for being with us today on the Empire Longevity Podcast.